Did it pass the Netflix test for you? I never oh, yeah. did Netflix. No, or... no, did all out the... of the box, right? Oh yeah, no, all the streaming things. Mm. Mm, proprietary codex I mean, I think, enabled. I think the mm. only thing you have to do, which you always have to do in every every time you install a browser, you have to enable the DRM thing mm. as mm-hmm. far as Firefox. That's actually nice. You didn't have to install anything. Just turn it on. Yes. Yeah. Oh, because Fedora and OpenSUSE are like that, mm-hmm. where um, I dread the first first time setup because I'm going to have to uh, like. And I'm sometimes just it takes a couple of times it. to get all the ones that you need because you got some of the like you'll you'll go install and like you'll get some of the codecs and then you have to go back to the well. It seems like to get some of the yeah. other ones that you missed the next time you go to do something else, and it's right. Just sort of annoying. Coming up in this episode, helping one helps the other. A little off the beaten path, the history of Gecko Linux and our experience. What will we think of next. Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 4 of Linux User Space. I'm Leo. And I'm Dan. And we're a little late. We we are. Um, but, you know, we made it. So I think that's the most important thing. You know, get the, we'll have to get the dust off of things and clear oh, the yeah. cobwebs. I actually did dust. I dusted right before, because I hadn't sat at the desk. I, I dusted yeah, right before yeah. I sat down. So you're yeah. not joking. <laughs> yeah, not not kidding. Um, you know, get the cobwebs cleared out and stuff. So I, but I A think we'll, bit. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get back to it. We're, we're nice and rested. We're, we're back in the swing of things. Hopefully that doesn't happen again. And um, yeah, we just, we just do this to the end of the season. What are we? We're on, we're on episode 14. Yeah. So we got this one and six six more. Yeah, because yeah. we go all the way to 20. Yeah, we're we're almost <laughs> at the second half of the second half. Like all the people I try to talk to uh, about subnetting, you can't forget the zero. No. The zero counts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was something that we had found out uh, almost exactly a day or so after we had finished recording the previous uh, episode, which we, if you remember, come back in time with me. Yeah. Uh, this is not the history section, but it is a history it's section. It's history of sorts. Yeah. So, yeah, go back in uh, about a month with me and uh, remember that we were talking about um, uh, donating to various folks. And Dan, yep. you had said- Projects um, we thought we'd- you know, wanted to promote, you know, and, and, and donate to. And so I had promoted Fresh RSS because we use that mm-hmm. every so episode much. for sure. So and every, much. And in between every episode, like not a daily, like, and for my, my job, I use, I have things that I follow, feeds I follow there too. So I use it a lot and uh, yep. I feel like it needs some, you know, you know, something payback somehow. Anyway, yeah. so um, fast forward a day or so, and I followed some of the internet rabbit hole of the origins of Fresh RSS and the group. As you do. Yeah, and the group that's behind it is Framasoft. So Framasoft also is the group behind PeerTube, which is another great project that we love. Huh. And, you know, we, we host... We're now on Tilvids, um, which is a PeerTube instance, a um, little special PeerTube instance, but it's PeerTube nonetheless. So, so when yeah. when is Framasoft coming out with their own Linux distribution so I can just get on that too? Because I, uh, it seems like everything they do, I'm a fan of. Yeah, so, so <laughs> far, right? And, but you will probably need to study up on your French. Hey, you because know the, what? They're uh, from France, so some time. some of their marketing and stuff is French, obviously. Um, Spoiler alert: uh, I have a uh, a pair of French words in the history. Okay, go figure. Yeah, hang on for those. I don't. I mean, I'm like, you know, this far away from Canada on the map. 
uh, right. to, to folks. So, but that doesn't mean I know French. I don't know a lot of French. I was going to say, I, you're going to spark some kind of accent war pretty soon. So you'd be careful with that. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I mean, Quebec is just, just up there just a little bit and um, yep. not too far in it's it's very French um, speaking place, I just although need... most places you can get around English, and, and it's true right. almost everywhere. Uh, English just kind of it's the universal thing. What what I need is some real actual poutine. I oh, mean, I can fake it down goodness. here, but it's not the same. No, 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 it's not the same. <sighs> okay, one of these days. Yeah, that's one good stuff. Okay, but Dan, um, yep. I also hear. You've been moonlighting? How yeah, dare you? Dabbling a little. I we're mean, we're it, supposed to be on Gecko Linux. I was, uh, and I did time. that. I, I kept it on the one laptop the entire time. Yeah. Uh, didn't, didn't deviate there. Um, but we had a little... Let's, let's just call it a fling. We'll call it a side quest. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, side quest. I like that. That's yeah, a little that's, better. So, uh, it's got a better connotation to it. Um, well, I, I saw the, the new Endeavor OS release came out, Cassini, mm, and... Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just felt the need. I, 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 like, we don't hop enough here. We hop every month for I know. crying out loud. Ev- every month. 12 <laughs> a year at, at, okay, wait, is it? No, 10 a year 10, at 10, least. Yeah, at least. Oh, uh, um, man, yeah. yeah. Well, we got to throw a couple extra in there because. <laughs> I don't know. It intrigued me, so I did. And then I saw that they had uh, the new worm window manager, and it's oh. it's kind of new-ish, so I'm like, What's that all about? So I had to try. So it. Is that what got you? So, okay. So what what was the killer feature of Cassini? Was it Worm that that brought you over? Well, that was the the, the, the thing that lured me in. Yeah, I was like, I, I uh-huh, need to try this uh-huh. window manager. I've never tried that one before. I know there's a hundred of them, but uh, hey, and they um, all manage Windows somehow. They do. Um, <laughs> and and I'll say this about Worm: it's not something that I'm probably ever going to go back to. But at least I know what it's about uh-huh. now. And it's not terrible. It's just very basic when it comes to well, the like, next window challenge managers. then is going to be the worm challenge. And I'm going to make mm. you go back and do it well, again, specifically because you said you didn't want to. <laughs> I mean, I could. I'm really I could good get, at that. Like, it's not terrible. I could buy on it. It's okay. Um, okay. It just seems very basic. And that's fine. Like, if it was your first window manager, uh, you know, and uh, it wouldn't be terrible. Um, but you've you've tasted the fruit of awesome WM, and yeah, like, or just like anything, like i three is pretty great. Like the real shining thing with most of those window managers is the integration of the shortcut keys or the hot hot keys, whatever, uh-huh. right? And Worm is a little more basic. It's kind of a Unix philosophy where. You need a different tool to do the uh the keys, key binding stuff. And okay. so I mean it's Intrigued. like you just kinda add on these little things and eventually you get worm window manager. That's this is the best way I can describe this. Okay. So um I'm intrigued though. Now I feel like I have to go go see what this is all about. Is that's um by default the endeavor uh the, like they give you a floating, it's floating windows, not tiling. Um you can okay. change it to tiling and uh, there's all that you know all that stuff's there still but um mm. so uh, as far as someone that's new to it it's not terrible because you can still use your mouse they have window you know title bars and stuff so you can close and you don't have to remember the, sh- right. the, the key bindings for that and okay that's um, okay i like that though it, it's, it's 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 a nice entry into it and like i said it's real simple maybe maybe that's the window manager i needed to, maybe maybe to, to introduce me to other window managers because it always seemed like it just slapped you in the face and was overwhelming. Sure. Yeah, I can picture that. But if you're into tiling, which is kind of some of the goal I have uh probably on my okay. little laptop is so that I can, you know, get things you know, tiled up nicely and make, stuff. Make the best use of, of uh the small real estate I have. Right. <laughs> it still works. It works good. It works well. So worm is uh x uh you know okay x org it's not it's not uh Wayland. so yeah like, i mean well i3 I- I- is the x org thing and sway is supposedly the Wayland thing so yeah you're it, you're preaching to the choir man i'm i'm still on linux mint cinnamon which is x only at the moment right. so you know i'm i'm fine with that it's fine it's just like you got to know these things going into it so yeah yeah, definitely. Anyway, it wasn't a bad uh, experiment. It was 
good. I don't know. Probably choose something else next time. Yeah. Well, I, I guess, um, yeah, I'm not innocent here. No, you, you had a little side quest, too. <laughs> uh, listen, the the thing that, okay, so uh, to preface this, right, like I've been waiting for elementary OS oh, yeah. for a while. Um, and uh, Danielle came out and said, hey, do y'all just want like a, a little update mm-hmm. for December or do you want me to wait and do the whole thing? And I mean, overwhelmingly, it was just wait. Just wait. Yep, I'll just, wait. Just, just so, get it ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I suppose it. I mean, maybe this month. I'm hoping this month. But anyway, because I've been waiting for Elementary OS, I've been I've been kind of in flux with what I want yeah. to live permanently on the framework. I mean, mm-hmm. spoiler alert: it's probably still going to be Mint, but mm-hmm. um, there is a chance that Elementary may take me over because mm-hmm. I use a lot of Mac at work, and it just kind of fits. Right? The paradigm is it's very similar. similar. Yeah. On one and the other. It's not exactly the same, but similar, yeah. Right. So, um, the, uh, oh, by the way, side quest, side quest, uh-huh. Albert. Oh, I have yeah. fallen in love with Albert, which is extremely similar to the spotlight, I believe it's called in Mac OS, where you just push the button and search yeah, for what it's, you it's, want. It's, it's K like Runner. Rofi. Yeah. So, so Rofi uh, and K Runner. Little side note there, too. Rofi, um, was in Worm. And <gasps> um, it looks nice. They got a good sold. theme, theme on that, right? So it's very Endeavor looking, if you will. So it's cool. Right. Anyway. Side, side, side quest. Yeah, yeah, broken. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the side, side quest. Albert, uh, fantastic. And I've been falling in love with it. I've added it to Mint and it integrates in fantastically. And I don't think I've opened the Mint menu oh. in like t- two weeks or something. Cool. Uh, I love it. It's it's absolutely fantastic. Anyway, so back to the side quest, uh, the pre side quest, which was Elementary OS. Um, I've been I've been wanting something to try out, mm-hmm. and Vanilla OS just comes in all mm-hmm. pretty and mm-hmm. gets me all excited. And they have this welcome thing that helps you set everything up, and it's just absolutely fantastic. The experience, the desktop experience, is gnome, obviously, sure, uh, but with additional pretty no that uh not not like extensions but just additional applications that are built in uh lib and i think yeah so gtk4 uh, type things right? yeah and and things just look and move and feel and the defaults are mm. are absolutely fantastic the other thing that got me though was you don't see a whole lot of distros going out there saying hey uh, we're a distro and we want to enable you to be able to install stuff from the Ubuntu repositories. Right. Well, it's Ubuntu based. So you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah sure. Keep, keep going. And they say, well, the Fedora repositories too. And then you start getting intrigued. And then they say the Alpine repositories too. And I'm like, Alpine, why? But okay. <laughs> and then, and then they drop it on you. Oh, oh yeah. Just also the AUR. Oh what now? Yeah, right. That's like oh what a what? So every repository ever when you combine them all, yeah, like all the software, right? And it, but then but then they're also like, ah, we'll make it easy to sideload too. So if you got a deb, whatever, just <laughs> yeah, just throw it in there. But but we'll call it APX. It's all using Podman containers and then installing these softwares inside the containers and then running the containers natively on your desktop. <laughs> I mean, easy. Easy. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but, you know, besides the technical stuff, just being able to run software from any of those repositories yeah. is fantastic. And yeah. if you can figure out the APX syntax, which is fairly similar. If you know how to use apt, you can use APX. Right. Um, it, it is above and beyond any expectation I ever had for any distribution uh, on an Ubuntu base. I'll, I'll say that. It's a neat concept. It's, it's like, you know... Like DistroBox is like becoming kind of popular too, right? So, so you're getting near, if not right. native, performance. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm, I know. Oh man, so that got me going. The pretty and anything you want. Yeah. Just, uh, well, that's all I want out of a distro, right? Be pretty, pretty and much. let me do whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think it's quite ready. Yeah. Um. That's. that's... I don't think I ever actually got. APX to work mm. like 
I got immediately after, you know, dash dash DNF because I was looking for uh, B-top or something. I forgot what I was looking for. But just, just, just uh, it was like warning. Yeah. yeah, it was like warning, 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 warning. And then setting it up and then warning, warning, warning. And then it was like, ah, uh, we didn't do it. <laughs> and <laughs> I was kidding. like, all right, well, maybe that's because I clicked a button in the GUI that had to do with that particular container. All right, we'll try the AUR. So fresh, not doing anything. Uh, and by the way, I probably could have read the instructions. I'm sure there were instructions out there, but I'm wow, not that kind of guy. Wow, who does that? Um, right. So I tried something from the AUR. It started to build, and it was like, boom, just like a whole entire page of errors and stuff. Uh, so it didn't go. Uh, so then eventually I tried everything from every repository, and I couldn't, I couldn't get anything. So and finally, I was like, well, fine. I'll just sideload Discord then. That didn't work either. That, so, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, so... I am still extremely excited about this distro. Yeah, the concept sounds um, great. Uh, yeah, once APX works, um, at least to my liking, and I guess I would suppose without having to read a huge manual. I don't, you know Ooh. what? I think at this point I'd, I'd be okay to read the manual, but I need to dive back in uh, and, and try again. But um, that, that, that might be the one. Yeah. If you're going to tear me away from Cinnamon and replace it with something like GNOME, it's going to be because you give me every software repository in the Linux world. Yeah. That's, that's how you do it. So It's a good way. I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, so it looks like something to watch. We get, we, it's got to get a couple of years under its belt before it makes it to the history section. But, uh, oh, yeah. yeah cause, it, there's, yeah. A, there's a good chance we'll, we'll end up doing it one of those days, and there might be a good chance where I'll just be like, huh, I didn't run it for a month. I ran it for a year because yeah. it's my daily driver, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Very possible. Very possible. So anyway, side quests out of the way. I guess we should probably get on to the actual quest. Yeah. Which is uh, the Gecko Linux history, huh? But first, hey, give us a sub on YouTube and now Tilvids, because you know you want to see our face. You can you can see us, you know, wave and smile and stuff. And we do a lot of that. I do. I I talk a lot with my oh, hands, yeah, and you don't really so. see. You can't see that. Yeah, I do the same the podcast. Uh, maybe you feel it. I don't know. Maybe the air, like. Catches. I try not to hit my microphone, but maybe I've done that a few times as well. So, I'm, I mean, I'm yeah. doing a little thud here and there. Yeah, that's probably me. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, don't definitely join us over there. Subscribe, you know, ding the little bell so that you get all the notifications yep. and stuff. So when a and, new episode and comes out. The websites we're talking about, the the the, yeah. the bits in history, they just scroll on by Yep, and as we're talking. There's there's so, titles at the top and the bottom and little little scrolling things. And uh, yeah, you're missing out if you're not watching the videos. Yeah, there, there are a few things that you just don't get in the podcast. Yeah. And, and speaking of video, you can catch us on Twitch live the day after an episode drops. We do a little live thing. You can join our Discord and we can have a little chat and, uh, you know, hopefully we get some ideas that, that come out of that for the next episode or other episodes. And or if not, we just have a conversation. Sometimes talk about food and stuff. That's exactly. <laughs> not just a conversation, specifically a conversation about food and how it is not the same everywhere it is around the world. No. no. Um, but banana pudding. Banana pudding. Banana pudding. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't exist everywhere. It does not. Uh, because Nilla wafers don't exist no, everywhere. They don't but, exist everywhere either. No. Yeah, you'd 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 hear about it. Biscuits on the live maybe stream. maybe you'd call them a biscuit in some places. Biscuit. right. Right. That's that's sure. where the disconnect is. But we wouldn't know about that if we didn't watch the live stream. The spark, you know, the one you get when you stumble across that thing that has a large impact on your life, only you don't really know it at the time. Well, one of those sparks happened while Sam was browsing a used book sale in 2001. He picked up a copy of Sousa 6, including the manual, and took it home. After installing and getting to know the new system, it was obvious. Sousa felt like a professional product. And at the time, that's some very high praise. Fast forward to late 2003 when the SUSE Linux company brand and trademarks were purchased by Novell. Whether or not it was the intent from the outset is unclear, but over the next couple of years, Novell opened up 
the insider-only development process, making SUSE accessible to everyone. This point becomes very relevant to our distro du jour later on. Then in August of 2005, Novell announced a new project, OpenSUSE. And in October, the project put out its very first stable release, SUSE Linux 10. Not long after, Sam picks up a SUSE Linux 10 installer disk from a CD vendor online, which may or may not have been faster than just downloading it. It was 2005, after all. Yeah. For Sam, besides the professional quality, SUSE had the additional perk of being the only distribution to support his modem and sound card. But while compatibility and YAST, the built-in administration tool, checked every box, the rest of the system, like defaults and overall bloat, weren't hitting it out of the park. It doesn't take a kernel hacker to guess what happened next. Yeah, distro hopping. For a decade. <laughs> during that distro-filled 10-year journey, the OpenSUSE project matured. And in the mid-2010s, started to cultivate their new, stable, leap, and fast-moving tumbleweed branches into reliable distributions. After taking the time again to distrohop back to OpenSUSE, we won't say how many times exactly, Sam found that this paradigm suited him fine. Something for the server, something for the laptop. And always one to see things through the eyes of a new user, it was Sam's experience that other people, especially Linux beginners, even after 10 years, were having the same old problems they've always had understanding things like PPAs, RPM Fusion, and Pac-Man, with a K. And these types of things are a must, unless your wants and needs are fairly vanilla. On top of that frustration, OpenSUSE doesn't always compile system packages in a way that allows usage of proprietary additions, among a few other annoyances. This. Sam thought, kept the default installation from being ready out of the box. With the guidance of SUSE Studio's web configuration service, Sam could fix those things. Adjust and tinker as necessary to drastically reduce the amount of frustration during the first time setup and pave the way for the proprietary bits that many Linux users rely on every day. Even better, it let you create an installation image and distribute it too. So that's exactly what happened. Sam started producing installation ISOs. The new ISOs got a name. Gecko Linux. All one word. And on the 13th of November, 2015, the first ever Gecko Linux 421.151113.6 was announced. It came with the Cinnamon desktop, a live mode, proprietary codecs, and much better font rendering. Oh, and that long version number? It means something. The 421 means it's based on OpenSUSE Leap 42.1. The 15, 11, and 13 is the date in year, month, day. And the final .6 is how many revisions. It was a few. Sam built Gecko Linux from the outset knowing full well one-man distros like Gecko Linux have a single point of failure. A bus factor, if you will. He's not even a fan of one-man distros himself, especially after being burned by them. But for users of Gecko Linux, there's nothing to worry about. Under the hood, Gecko Linux is just open SUSE with a facelift. No modified packages here. Simply configurable choices using packages from upstream OpenSUSE and a few Pac-Man repositories. These would exist with or without Gecko Linux. In December, alongside Cinnamon, XFCE, GNOME, and Budgie were added to the desktop lineup, as well as a bare-bones edition to give more control to the user. And a few days later, Plasma, Mate, and LXQT get their first ISOs too. And in June of 2016, the first rolling editions of Gecko Linux appear, keeping pace with upstream Tumbleweed. It's the same Gecko Linux configurations and additions, but now in the fast lane. In November of the same year, the next edition was announced. Its purpose? To have both the stability of Leap as a base 
but add on newer desktop packages like in Tumbleweed. This was done by adding open build system repositories that had current versions of the user's preferred desktop. Plasma was first up. Also, while SUSE Studio would allow ISO downloads directly from the studio site, it wasn't fast enough for the growing distribution. So images were moved over to SourceForge. OpenSUSE, by the way, weren't slowing down. They had released 42.2 in November, and by mid-December, the first static edition ISOs of Gecko Linux based on the new release. By February of 2017, the Plasma Next edition was released on 42.2 as well. And in July, OpenSUSE released 42.3. But something was changing in the background. 42.3 wasn't available within SUSE Studio. And after a few months, OpenSUSE announced why. SUSE Studio Online would be merging with OpenBuild Service to form SUSE Studio Express and would be the only way to spin new ISOs based on OpenSUSE Leap 42.3. The ISO releases that were, up until now, somewhat regular, slowed down. It would be almost an entire year before Sam got up to speed with Kiwi, the new build system he needed to use to roll these ISOs and get an ISO out the door. But in January of 2018, the static and next editions were finally ready, based on 42.3. Overall, the issue was a small one, at least as far as the users were concerned. The rolling editions kept rolling, and the static editions, as long as you were already on the 42.2 base, simply kept getting updates too. But what didn't lurch forward was the Budgie desktop. There just wasn't a maintainer keeping up with Budgie during the 42.3 release cycle, so it was put on ice for a while. In May, OpenSUSE Leap 15.0 released. And in early June, with Kiwi experience already earned, Gecko Linux followed. From this point, release information lived mainly in GitHub releases rather than the website itself. It was just simpler this way. In May of 2019, OpenSUSE Leap 15.1 was released. And in July of 2022, 15.2 was released as well but with no new Gecko Linux releases. But through the magic of OpenSUSE Leap and Tumbleweed, the static and rolling editions of Gecko Linux could still stay up to date. It's the folks trying to install fresh that might suffer if they had fairly new hardware. Still, in July, that all changed a couple weeks later when Gecko Linux released new static ISOs based on 15.2. But it had an incorrect URL for an NVIDIA repository forcing a new ISO. But alongside a new static ISO revision came the Plasma Next update and the rolling edition refresh. In September, Pantheon is the first newly added desktop in quite a while in both Pantheon rolling and Next editions. And the Budgie rolling and Next editions make a return as well thanks to the new Budgie maintainer. In April 2021, a vote for which default file system Gecko Linux rolling should use was held with ButterFS winning. And in May, the same vote, but for the static edition was held. Again, ButterFS won. Still in May, after a small snag with GPT partition creation, the rolling editions were released with the ButterFS change, as well as ZRAM and the early OOM daemon enabled. And after the release of OpenSUSE Leap 15.3 in early June, less than a week later, Gecko static, based on it, was released, and with it, the fruits of the vote. LZO transparent compression by default, Snapper configured ZRAM and early OOM as well. Around this time, Pantheon maintainership wavered, same as Budgie back in 2020. But a new maintainer was quickly found to take over, and new rolling and static editions released based on it in early 2022. After the package maintainership issues were resolved, new problems for the static release arose. In April, the OpenSUSE team was already talking about the inevitable release of Leap 15.5, the new adaptable Linux platform, and how resources are not unlimited. This meant beyond Leap 15.5, Leap as it is will no longer exist. Lubosh Kotzman said, the plan is that the next community enterprise distribution, Leap, will be ALP itself, as it will be developed open 
or closely based on ALP, I believe it makes sense to steer community effort there as it pays off in the long run. In the interim, on the 8th of June, OpenSUSE Leap 15.4 released, and while slightly longer than normal, Gecko Linux followed up with static ISOs two months later in August. In the release announcement, Sam noted that users of the Gecko Linux Static Edition should be aware that SUSE will be replacing OpenSUSE Leap after version 15.5 with a radically different Linux product currently in early development as ALP. So unless something changes, current OpenSUSE Leap installations and by extension Gecko Linux Static installations will no longer be supported a few years from now. As Sam said, it doesn't mean much right now. Since Leap 15.4 is supported until late 2023 and 15.5 until sometime in 2024, but that doesn't mean Sam is just running out the clock. Enter Spiral Linux. All of the conveniences of Gecko Linux static, but based on Debian instead. Because, well, Debian is Debian, and their release model is predictable. That also means that it carries the bus factor considerations. Spiral Linux is just Debian with tweaks. The same as Gecko Linux is OpenSUSE with tweaks. Without Sam, the installations will continue to exist purely on the shoulders of Debian and OpenSUSE without user interaction. There hadn't been a release in 2023 just yet, but as far as we can tell, Sam never wavered in his mission to improve OpenSUSE and has done a bang-up job since Gecko Linux's inception. Tumbleweed-based rolling edition will keep rolling, but the Leap-based static edition without some serious changes in OpenSUSE's trajectory may not exist in the future. And before we close out the history, I just want to give a big thank you to Sam, the Gecko Linux founder, for enduring our question bombardment. I do have to say, the, the answers that he gave to the questions that we asked were above and beyond all expectation for level of detail. I agree. Um, the, story, the story that we wove um, I just would not have existed without, uh, without the level of detail that, that he added. So, so sincerely, thank you, yes. Sam, for, uh, for all the effort that you put into, uh, I guess, all of your communication between yep. uh, you and us. I really, really appreciate it. Yep. Wouldn't have been the same without it. If you want to catch some of the great topics as they unfold, uh, join our subreddit or our news channel over on Discord. You, got, you know, we were talking about Fresh RSS. Yeah. All that news, that's yeah. where it comes from. Yeah, we kind of Fresh cure. RSS yeah. is the aggregator that, that just splashes it into both of our faces and then we um, curate. Yeah, we curate. And it. then bestow... It upon you. We we take the fire hose right to the face, and then uh, we curate. <laughs> no joke we curate that and, and give you the the ones that really matter for you for you, and yeah. uh, you know Linux user space. So um, yeah, drinking we, from the fire hose. You know what we need, Dan, because you don't have enough jobs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we we need a site that that like just mirrors the Discord, so you could just go to like linuxuserspace.show/news. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it could just redirect you to Reddit. I mean, that could be the thing because that's really what Reddit does. Um, but you know how, like, okay, so I, I I see these aggregator websites. Yeah. Um, I mean, we basically do that already. We do all the heavy lifting by by getting it all together. Um, you know what? Don't let me talk you into doing something else. You already do enough. Um, but I can easily do a redirect. So that's that's the, you consider that one done. Okay. All right. Redirect for <laughs> sure. <laughs> We have a whole bunch of other redirects too. So, you know, you know, we got our subreddit, we've got Discord, Mastodon, Telegram, Matrix, uh, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Tilvids, you name it. Uh, there's tons. Don't even tell them all. I think I think what needs to happen is um there there's a game now uh-huh. where you just type in linuxuserspace.show slash the thing you think we have and and it may or may not work. And if it doesn't work, well then now you gotta tell us we need that thing. Yeah. Because you expect us to be there, and we're not there. So, yeah. mm, challenge time. Oh, only fans, Leo. Only fans. It, but that one exists. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, speaking of uh, Sam and and the the overabundance of uh, just good information that that he was able to give us, uh, th- there are a couple of things that I wanted to just bring to the forefront that we didn't get that we didn't add to the history, but I wanted to talk about. Um, so he had mentioned that uh, the first Gecko Linux spin was based off OpenSUSE Leap 42.1, which was in the history, but um, that it had the Cinnamon desktop. And and we, we know that. It's the last little bit that I just want to really highlight mm-hmm. um, be, because he says, which I still prefer to this yeah. day. Yeah. Man after my own heart, I just got to say. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it's definitely getting some attention, if nothing else. Yeah. Yes, please. Uh, I mean, you know, if if you're in the market for something that vaguely resembles Windows 7, I mean, Cinnamon's your guy. Cinnamon's the one. And it does it very... As a matter of fact, they just implemented the the whole put your mouse cursor down in the bottom right and then it shows the desktop thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they that was yeah. in 20... What is it? 21 dot... What, I don't know whatever. I don't even know what the version is. But Vera came with that. And uh, just more more and more like what I think people are sad to leave oh, for sure. now that yeah. both seven and eight are just done now. Right. Like done, done. Right. As in Microsoft made another announcement and was like, we're done right. with all that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they are. So if you want it, that's cinnamon. It's still good. It's fantastic. And it's getting better. Every release that might be the fanboy in me. I don't know, but that's either way, fair. it's, it's, it's good desktop. Uh, he also mentions uh, that, and and something that I think we we kind of make clear in the history. But um, he says technically, Gecko Linux is not even a distro. Yeah, it's just a spin. So once installed, it is essentially a legitimate OpenSUSE installation, and Gecko Linux is just an alternative installation and configuration method to get there. I I want to point that out and highlight it and say it again and again and again and again because in the history we we specifically mentioned the word distro plenty of times um but you know gecko linux is just open source with flavor sam makes no bones about it it's not intentionally a whole bunch of flavor just just basically taking the configurations that are possible with open source and you know applying them you know, not not going out and you know, like he says, yeah, I'm I'm not going to brand things or come up with my own artwork or any of that stuff. Right. Intentionally to keep it simple and I'll more or less allow for the continuation no matter what. And and I think that's that's probably the biggest thing. Right. I mean, uh, as we mentioned in the history, he, he's been burned by the one man distros right. before. Once they leave, then it's just gone. Right. And you've you've got to do a bunch of user intervention to be able to, you know, either hop onto uh, another train that is similar to what you were on before or nuke and pave and start all the way over with something else. Right. Um, that that is what I think. And I think that's probably my favorite thing about Gecko Linux mm-hmm. is that. It's not that. And I said bus factor at least yeah. twice because if Sam were gone, then your installation just keeps trucking on. You don't need the installer disks after the first time right. uh, to upgrade with or anything like right, that. Right. There are instructions on the wiki specifically telling you how to jump from if you're on static one version to the to the next right. or if you're on rolling. You don't do anything. No, you just it, update. You just yeah. keep rolling, and you get those configurations that you started with, and you just get to enjoy them forever. Yeah. And yeah, while I mean, you might that, not see new ISOs, um, it can still continue as long as you keep your hardware intact, basically. Right. 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 And in in the later versions, you get ButterFS and Snapper, and, yeah. and all these snapshots and things like that. That that uh, you know. That that prevents you from even if you make a mistake, a big mistake, yeah. you can still roll back and have the same distribution that you've loved the entire time. Yep. I mean, surely there will be a point where there are some incompatibilities years down the road or something like that. But I mean, what what distro that just up and vanishes one day gives you that kind of runway? There aren't many. None. Uh, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> like very few. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna say none. 
specifically so that someone can come back and tell me why I'm wrong. Because um, I, I don't I don't know any. Yeah. You know any? Off the top of your head? Off the top well, of your head? Well, like, I, I think, um, I want to say when Interagos ended, um, they gave you instructions on how to get to, like. Instructions, though. Yeah. But you had to intervene. You had to do something. Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. Yes, you did. You're right. So not, um, But I think not, you didn't have to reinstall. You could get to a, a new. Okay. You could get back to Arch, basically, is what the instructions did for you. Um, uh, okay, equ- okay, equally, okay. I want to say, um, like, Alma. I mean, this isn't really desktop Linux okay. per se. Yeah, I, I know, I I know Alma and, like, Rocky have, have both created scripts. You've got to do something, like you said, mm, but you could true. convert your old CentOS into Alma or Rocky with their scripts that you run um, right. one time, and then you're on to the next thing. So, But beyond Did- that, beyond that, you can't just keep going with where you are because you're going to get right. to, the, to the roadblock, the end, end gate, if you will. Um, yeah, no, nobody's got that. I think, uh, I think Gecko Linux is closer to... Open source mm-hmm. than those. Well, for distros. sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It. I, I just. I. It, it's admirable, just how little he did. I guess. Like I said, he just applied configurations that are available to you. Um, like you could take OpenSUSE and and do the same things, and uh, right, exactly. You, you don't exactly. need to install anything extra per se. And, um, and that's what makes it valuable because yep. uh, at the end of the day, it is just open source. Yeah. So if if you wanted it to be that way, it could be. Uh, so I, I love, absolutely love that about it. Uh, but anyway, uh, I want to recap. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we talked about uh, three different editions, the right. static edition um, where you've got Cinnamon, XFCE, Gnome Plasma Mate Budgie LXQT and a bare bones edition that you can kind of customize yourself. There's uh and, and that one that one keeps pace with Leap. Right. However, after 15.5, that's probably not going to be the case. Yeah, based I mean, on the open source announcements. Yeah. Right. We're 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 not we're not to that release just yet. So nope. we're not hundred percent positive how this is gonna shake out, but you know, writing's on the wall, things are changing. Yeah. So uh we can guess. Right. Uh, the rolling edition has uh, Cinnamon, XFCE, Gnome, Plasma, Mate, LXQT, Budgie, uh, Pantheon, and a Bare Bones edition as well. And the next edition now, uh, so rolling is on Tumbleweed. Right. What you see is what you get. It's just rolling distro. Um, right. But then you have the next edition, which is somewhere in between. It, it doesn't have any Tumbleweed stuff. It just kind of feels a little Tumbleweedy because... The next editions have uh, the Plasma and Pantheon desktops pulling the newer versions from OBS. Right. So you have the Leap underpinning where it's nice and stable, doesn't change, but yet the desktop does. And this just very much reminiscent of Kubuntu. Yeah. With Backwards the, the... Yes. Yes. That's it. That's That's what next screams at me when yeah, i hear what this does. is mm-hmm. um and it's plasma so like very much kubuntu pretty, pretty great uh, yeah and my my only regret over the month and a half that yeah. we were doing this uh is that i did not do pantheon i've been waiting for elementary os mm. how could i have missed the opportunity uh to do pantheon so i might i might i might just dive back in and do it cuz it's always room it. for another side quest I mean, look, there's our there's, we've we've each had our own side quest. Why not? Why not just make it three? Three's a lucky number to somebody. Sure. <laughs> and maybe their luck will rub off on me, <laughs> and three will mean something eventually. I guess I don't know. <laughs> but um, all Gecko Linux editions come with ButterFS sub volume support, Z standard compression, automatic snapper shaps, uh, snapshots that are bootable via Grub. Right. Well, I mean, uh, that's a lot. Fantastic font rendering out of the box. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. A TLP pre-installed. I kind of have a laptop. Having mm-hmm. uh, VM tools ready to go. Uh, it's just, yes. Yep. Having Pac-Man repositories available out of the box. You know, so you can get the proprietary codecs, meaning Plex and Netflix and everything else. Just work out of the box. Something that opens his, I can't say for sure. Mm-hmm. And of course, no bus factor. It just, it isn't a concern. I love it. 
It is. I good. absolutely just love it. So and, good. And I know there's some, there's something else there, not not for you or I, Leo, but the other repository that's there is the Chrome Google Chrome repository. <gasps> oh, so if Chrome's yeah, your okay. thing, you can get that. Too. I, I may or may not have neglected to mention that because I don't like Chrome. I don't like Chrome. Either, but you know, hey, <laughs> Maybe. some people do, and they like their Chrome, so and, that's and fine. They can have it. It's easy to get. Yeah, no, no work. So, I mean, that brings us to, you know, how it went, I guess, right? So, for me, I, I know we said they don't add a lot of flavor, but the things they do add as flavor seem pretty fantastic, I got to say. Yeah. So, normally you install OpenSUSE, you, you're using, you know, their installer. Um, the difference here is they're using Calamari's, ah, right? And true. that's nice yes. and simple and it's easy and it's familiar Man. with people. That that is one thing I will say. Um, the OpenSUSE when I installed OpenSUSE Tumbleweed the few times that I have, it's, I mean, it gets the job done. It gets the job done, but it it can become extremely overwhelming. Yeah, with the amount of options that you have, yep. with the amount of questions that there are, with the amount of things that you have to do, with the amount of sub it's like a little daunting for the new menu new person. things. Right, like, um, you know, what's what's funny is I hear a lot of people talk about how Fedora and the CentOS installer are actually pretty not great. Yep. Um, you know what I never hear about OpenSUSE, and I would put that on the same difficulty level. Yep. Yeah, it's as, it's similar, similar. Uh, well, it, it's I, a little more linear. I I think that's why they get away with it. Yeah. So you mentioned Fedora and you mentioned OpenSUSE uh, installers being a little difficult, very similar. They're both working on a new installer. By they, the way, oh, and so that's okay. like coming. I, I mean, so but like until then, Calamari's is a very nice, simple installer for people yeah, to follow. I was gonna say, so Sam fixed it. So yeah, he did. <laughs> I mean, with, with already existing software. So so, so that's cool. I, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. So that that's one of the flavor touches that that he does add that I think is kind of top notch. Really, very nice. And so oh, yeah, and like we mentioned the repositories and the fact that they're added out of the box too. Mm -hmm. That's kind of one of those quality of life things that just makes it pretty usable. I mean, oh, man. akin to you, you go and do it anyway. Like yeah, on probably. any Fedora machine, you install RPM Fusion. Yep. In any Ubuntu machine, there's a good chance you add a PPA. Yep. And in every OpenSUSE uh, installation, you're probably dealing with OBS or Pac-Man. Yep. At least a little. A little, yeah. And so, like, I know he said it's not a distro. But, like, you know, Mint's a distro over Ubuntu, but, like, it came about for some of the same reasons that Mint came about. So, I, I feel like it's got a, you know, similarity, I guess, if you will, to the yep. way Mint works in that it was, it, it, it became because they're solving some of those quality of life issues for people. And just uh, just just getting that done out of the box, um, yeah. the proprietary things, um, all that stuff. I mean, it's yeah. Just... Sam Sam called them paper cuts, and this heals them. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't really find myself wanting for really anything after right. getting it installed. I mean, you know, you you have to get used to the way that OpenSUSE does things, but it... I mean, but that's that's not really a that's not really a Sam job. Right. That's more just. Getting used to OpenSUSE open is a little yeah. different than other distros. So once you get used to that, though, you realize the the real utility in the configurations that are added on. I mean, the Netflix test. Yeah, 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 yeah. I need I, I I need some entertainment in the evening. Other, you know, I need at least some background entertainment while I'm right. doing these things. So yeah, yeah. It, it's very it's it's extremely important to have that stuff. When I mm -hmm. click when I double click on you know a video that that I pulled from you know an iPhone or something mm -hmm. and and it plays, I'm kind of genuinely surprised in some of these freer type distros. Yeah. Um, right. So yeah, I, I and I know that's not for everybody. Surprising. That's fine. Like if you don't want to have the proprietary things, that's that's okie dokie. No problem with that, but for the pragmatic user that doesn't really know any different, um, has always been using these things. They just want it to work. Yep, yep. Prag pragmatism is the word. Just mm -hmm. make it work, man. Yep. <laughs> just make it work. And, so, and this this hits the nail on the head. And and so I I you know I applaud the the simplicity in which 
all of that is achieved. Um, there's, there's not a lot of effort, like Sam says, like it's just easy in a way, um, because it's not so complex. And so that, that makes it super sustainable. Between open, uh, what was it, uh, studio, yeah. OpenSUSE Studio and OpenSUSE Studio Express and Kiwi and mm-hmm. all of these things, it's made possible. And I mean, it to me, uh, from from someone that's never done it before, right? So, you know, I, I, I'm not talking from any kind of experience or anything like that. It just seems like um, had I got into it about the same time, I think OpenSUSE is probably the only way that you would have been able to do it. Yeah, potentially. Um, without without having a huge amount of knowledge coming into it. So that that's that's just hats off to OpenSUSE. I mean, they they, yeah. they give you a lot of tools to make your things like they have the open build system and 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 they've they've always been that way, I feel like, to to be yep. able to create your own destiny, if you will. Um, yep. but like open build system is like huge. It's beyond just open source. You can build packages for any distribution, really, yep. which is amazing. Um, I know we talked about it when we talked about OpenSUSE way back, uh, season one. Way, way back, yeah. Season, season one? Yeah. I think. Yep, season one. Wow. That's a long time ago. Been um, a while. Um, and, and, and just how unique that is and what, what a great tool that is for a lot of developers beyond OpenSUSE. So the other thing is, I think meeting the cadence that he does, that's also the hard part, right? It's just, always doing stuff like never taking a break and you and i both know even though we took a little mini break here recently yeah that that that's 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 tiring at times you know trying to meet um you know the schedules and stuff so right not that it requires no skill uh i mean quite the opposite but right uh it does sound like um you know, once you kind of get it all set up, yep. all you really got to do is just a little bit of maintenance here and there to, to pump out uh, a new ISO or whatever. Um, but he did make the point that uh, he didn't really have to. Mm-hmm. You can it it you can take some of the even the older distributions that um, uh, the the older versions of Gecko Linux and still quite Upgrade. easily get them yeah. up to you know current. Yeah. So. And and so this this explains why you know there's that year gap where where there was you know nothing Which coming okay. out. The only people yeah. that would have suffered in a case like that would be the people that just bought a new laptop. Yeah, and that's not in the kernel of the ISO that was rolled that is available to you right now. Um, but you know, outside of that, you're still running on my ThinkPad over here uh, in 2018 sure. or something like that. Then yeah. whatever. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> use the same use the same ISO, upgrade. And you're done. It's it's current. You're good. Yeah. So, so I, I I had a good experience. I mean, obviously, since it's close to OpenSUSE, that you get you get all the greatness of that. Yeah. Um, yep. it's I, the green Fedora, yeah. or or is Fedora the blue OpenSUSE? Mm, <laughs> that's know. a good question. <laughs> I don't know. But like I I, I so I pick Plasma. Plasma is kind of kind of one of my favorites. I can't not choose the blur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did no, plasma so that was too. Great. And uh, yep. I, 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 another little side quest that I had that I didn't tell you about yet. Uh oh! Um, I have now found my favorite theme. <gasps> what is it? Cappuccino Ca- macchiato. What's that? Uh, hold on. How do you Ca- what? Cappuccino oh. macchiato. Is this very coffee colored? Yeah, yeah, but like the like the purples and the pinks and and stuff. Oh, okay. Hold up. You're not, not about like to Dracula. change my not world. Not dark like Dracula. A little lighter than that. So okay, because uh, I'm a Dracula fan. That's, I know that's where I'm at. But uh, okay, uh, how do you spell that? How do you spell a cappuccino? Cat cat c a t puccine p u c c i n cat puccine. Okay. Cappuccine. I'll have a and link then in the show notes because like they no, have themes for now. everything. Everything. Like um, almost every desktop. All oh, the cat. Puccini. Cat. Cat Puccini. Cat. Cat I love the pastels already. Hold on. Yeah, hold yeah, on. yeah. Hold on, hold on. And so, oh, and there's a everything. Like every, so like it's like tele- Dracula. With Telegram's got a theme. Oh, man, I, I can go on for days about this. Oh, goodness. And um, then, okay, so the, and then there's, there's separate, pa- oh, macchiato. I see macchiato. it. So there's a latte, yep. there's a frappe, there's a macchiato, and yep. there's a mocha. Mocha, yeah. Oh, good. So macchiato is probably my favorite. Um, anyway, so yeah, like I can install that easily in Plasma because that's one of the Dude. places where you can install that. 
And get, get out of looks, here. This is right up my alley. This looks, is this looks is super this is... duper nice, and it looks super duper nice in my console and in my dolphin and all of those places. So that's that was that was one of my side quests here in uh, in Gecko. So I did my I did my own I did my own theming. I didn't need to rely on someone else to to provide that for me. Uh-huh. Um, and so that 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 gave me the the blank slate to to do that. Well, uh, full disclosure, I had another side quest. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're bad. Why do we do these things, Dan? I, I don't know. Don't know. Um, I, uh, Ghost Rider. Oh, it yeah. Was, we had talked uh, be- about that. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, I had brought up Apostrophe in mm-hmm. an app focus quite a few episodes ago, um, but then we did Plasma for Gecko right. Linux, I was musing about... Well, is there an apostrophe that uh, that yep. is based on QT that is simplistic and all it does is let you write? The answer is yes. Yep. Um, and the answer to the yes is Ghost Writer. Yep. So um, just an absolute, hands down, fairly distraction-free, and that's really what yeah. I was looking for, distraction-free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Writing platform that just let me write and see the fruits of my labor in in Markdown on the left, yep. and preview yep. on the right. Or you know, you don't have to do. Yeah, that. you can turn it's, that off too. Yeah, the preview thing. You can however turn it off. you like mm-hmm. it. And I just could not believe um, that you know Plasma QT that 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 side of things tends to have a reputation for having seven gajillion different configuration options. Sure, but not Ghostwriter. There there are some configuration options. It's pretty simple though. Um, yeah. But yeah, it it is, it it yeah. If if I'm on plasma and I'm itching for apostrophe, I think I'll probably reach for Ghost Rider because it integrates a little bit better. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and then on the GTK side uh, or the Edweta side, obviously it'll be, um, yeah, apostrophe. Apostrophe. But I, I if we had an app focus this episode, it mm-hmm. it's quite likely that uh, Ghost Rider would have made it just because. I enjoyed it so much. That's I wrote cool. the vast majority of uh, the history and the research and keeping track of all that stuff in Ghostwriter. Nice. So um, it, it's certainly something that if you're on the QT side of stuff uh, and you're looking for something simple, uh, yeah, you should, you should do that. Huh. You should cool. grab that. And by the way, it's just in the open source repositories, which was another reason oh, yeah. why yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was able to just hop on it and use it and not have to do anything special. Uh, it's just there. Yeah, so, there's a lot in the open source, uh, uh, you know, repositories. I didn't find myself wanting much it, there. It surprised me a lot like the uh, the Arch community repo. Yep. Where it's like, oh, Discord's in here? What? Yep. Uh, so o- open source didn't have the Discord, but uh, still it was... It was kind of uh, just surprising that uh, mm-hmm. there's so much in there yeah. that, yeah, you you really don't have to go outside didn't of those repositories to look too terribly nope. much. No. So to sum it all up, I will, I like, if next time I think I'm going to look for something open source, I might mm. go Gecko. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to one-up you on that. Uh, I don't think I'll ever, as long as Gecko Linux exists, I don't think I'll ever install OpenSUSE Tumbleweed again. It will be Gecko Linux rolling because all the things that are default in Gecko Linux are the kinds of things that yeah. I love. So why would I put myself through having to do it all manually by installing OpenSUSE Tumbleweed when it's just right there, right, right for the picking? Ready to go. To just use it. Yeah. Yep. 100%. Gecko Linux all day long. If you're on Team Green, I think Gecko Linux is where you need to be. It's a good spot. Another great spot is linuxuserspace.show because that's where you oh. can get all the links to all our things. And if you need to get a hold of us because like, you want to give us some feedback or you want to mm-hmm. you know, suggest something, you can do that at the contact at linuxuserspace.show. And that'll is that get that to us. Is that new email thing they invented? It's, it's, it's that distributed email thing you know the the it's like a it's like a fediverse but older oh I, yeah i heard about that i heard email was federated interesting so okay i um, like that we're there um you know and you can you can give us some feedback you can give us feedback anywhere else too and we'll probably pick it up and, and yeah use it apparently well. you can do that on the website uh most people that's yep. how most people do it they, they don't do. even use the email they just go to the website and just start yeah, yelling there's at form. us there's a forum there through, you can yeah yeah mm-hmm. 
Yep. That Which works is too. cool. Take, we'll take yeah, that. Definitely do that. Yep. It's very anonymous that way, I feel. True. You get to you get to put in whatever email address you want. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, do with that information what you will. Uh or don't. <laughs> yep. And so, you know, hey, we could get we don't, could get weird. We we don't care where you come from. We'll take your suggestions and feedback. Speaking of feedback and whatnot, that's what's going to happen our next show. We're going to do some feedback. Get it in. Tell us what you want to tell us so that we can have another episode where we don't get to talk about anything except for feedback. That was <laughs> that was kind of fun. Yeah, I, mean, I, we, I really we, enjoyed. We, we sometimes slip a couple other things in there that are that are you know some topics. You can't um, forget the Mozilla Watch. Uh, you know when they do great things, we definitely want to highlight. Hey, when they do silly things, we highlight that too. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's good stuff. And you know all the other browsers because they're pretty important. Uh, definitely doesn't matter what desktop you run. Probably running a hey, web browser. I hear. I hear. Uh, Chromium one hundred nine. Yeah. Fix the scrolling thing that I've been complaining about for like six years. Really? I think so. I, I've heard reports. I've not used it myself, but I have Holy heard cow. tell they fixed it. That's that's impressive, Leo. You but I'm gonna I'll probably by the next episode. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That might be part of the browser watch, speaking of. So, you know. Could be. Could strap be. in for that one. Hey, the other thing that we need to do is announce our next distro. Um, no, we don't do that. We don't do that here. We don't do that here. We always do that here. We do that every <laughs> no, we, month. No, we don't. We, what yeah. is a distro? I don't even know. Ooh, this next one's a big one. It's a really, really big one. And, and Leo, oh, you no. know, he arm wrestled me again. And uh, one, of course. Uh, Rebecca Black Nope, that Linux. wasn't it. Nope. That, that's, that's a pretty oh. neat uh, Wayland distro, if you feel like. It is. Yeah, I, like, yeah. Keeping up with the times, even. Yeah. I'll take it. Um, yeah, they got a new release, even. But um, anyway... No, the one we're doing is really old. Well, not really old, but older. Depending on where you measure from, and That's I'm going to have to, you know, do some soul searching to decide where this needs to start because <laughs> we, yeah, we did, yeah, otherwise it could be a 4-hour episode. Um uh, again, again, yeah. Uh so the, the it's a big one. It's CentOS. We're going to do Ooh. CentOS Stream 9. That's what we're going to do. Yes. What what did what did we say? CentOS nine was released in December. Is that what I Ish. said? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, something like that. So it's it's about it's fairly on time. Recent. Yeah, you know it's a month ago, so that's not too bad. Um, yeah, we do these things a month at a time, so so time is slow on this show. Yeah, so well, you, you gotta... and, and like I don't know, they, it's sort of a slow-ish moving thing. Like uh, oh. the Rel nine is going to be going for a while before they get a new one out there. So we've thought we do. I just do the subscription and get Rel nine. Like how how well, interesting you can would if that you be? Want, but I, I, I mean... do the CentOS stream though. I okay. think that's okay. a, that's a pretty important uh, distinction. Okay, we'll do Rel another day. But we did allow the caveat that we could allow the Apple repository, which is. I, I guess akin to um, you know, RPM Fusion, not really, but like it, it gets you some newer packaging, um, you know, for for I, things. Can, if can you, you need. even bring RPM Fusion into well, CentOS? I don't know. That might be a thing that we could uh, attempt to break our systems with. I probably will. I think they're. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to I remember. Have I don't TLP, remember. Man. Honestly, I don't remember. Um, I'm gonna need a TLP. So, so well, we we gotta. A- Apple is important if you need a newer kernel. Uh, that's that's where I'm going with that because those are enterprise uh, packaging things. Like so, things right. you need on the enterprise level, if True. you will, but newer. So, so uh, yeah. if if there's a safe boot thing, I might be able to get it on the framework. But five dot fourteen, I believe, is what kernel it ships with out of the box. Mm-hmm. Um, is not. On the up and up with the framework, I think you need five fifteen, yeah. at least for that. But I mean, hey, uh, what would happen if I just loaded it up? I guess we'll see. We'll find out. We got a month to figure this out. I I, I don't I don't know. Uh, it'd be interesting. So we're, we're yeah we're gonna test it. We test all the things. Uh, we may find ourselves looking for some uh, extra avenues to get our software potentially flatback. Uh, but we <laughs> we may not. I don't know. I like, well, and the other thing is like you got uh, 
Podman. I don't know. Maybe we want to mess around with that rather than Docker because we we do a lot of Docker stuff. Maybe. You know what? Yeah, but no, no. Podman would be so, on the table it because totally it is would. a very rel thing to do. Exactly. Very fedora thing to do. So, hmm. Okay. Mm, so, uh, yeah, see, so y'all hmm. tell me. Here, here's the thing. All right. So here's here's what I if if you're astute enough or a big enough fan or fought, you fell asleep. And you woke up right now during the podcast. I'm um, sorry, it's the end, but yeah. Is, <laughs> is Flatpak okay? Uh, or that'll... should should we just go should we just go Apple and just leave it at that and then you know, but but if Flatpak's not okay, then Podman's gotta be okay. Docker's gotta be okay. Um, yeah. right. I think we gotta try Question... all the things. Question mark Okay. All right. But um we gotta see where right, it so breaks. So if it's a hard no, and, and we get a bunch of feedback one way or the other, um, no, we might fair. have to. We might have to just be like, yeah, maybe I need multiple it. installs. Oh, that's the solution. That's how we do it. But yeah, okay. I, I want to see where the breakdown happens. Can it be used as a daily driver Desktop. and not just as like a DaVinci Resolve workstation? Right, right, right. <laughs> Can it be done? We'll find out. We're going to try. So stay tuned and tell us all the things, especially about whether or not Flatpak is cool <laughs> on Reddit, Twitter, Mastodon, Telegram, Matrix, Discord, whatever. You know, I don't know. Play the game. LinuxUserspace.show slash fill in the blank. And uh, yeah, you got to let us know about that, too. If, if you fill in the blank and it's not there, we got to fix that, either as a joke or for real. But it should redirect somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but absolutely. Ha- but however you do it, join the conversation. All the links will be in the show notes and, of course, on linuxuserspace.show. So, where can we find you outside of here, Dan? You can find me at KC2BEZ, at mastodon.social, or at KC2BEZ on Twitter. And you can find me at Leo Chavez at mastodon.social or at Leo Chavez on the old tweeters. So come back in two weeks for more Linux user space. Two. We're going to find out. It, we got to uh, talk CentOS about it. has always worked pretty thing. trash in uh, VirtualBox. So, uh, but it's always worked really, really well on hardware, though. So, you know, that, that's not yeah. to say. Uh, yeah. I'm sure VirtualBox could have done a couple things to make it a little bit better because in uh, VMware, it always worked very well. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know what I hate about VMware? Is that it's like, uh, oh, I know exactly how you want me to install this VM. Let me pre-fill in all this stuff. Oh, yeah. And then, and then like, you go through the process without knowing what you're doing and just kind of next, next, next thing through it. And the network's not configured. The network. Yes, the network is always the thing. Get out of here. Right. Network, dude. Yep. Ne- it's over here like Dan opening up the laptop and not having network and Windows just being like, ha, what's normal, man? It's a no. VM. Why would you need network? Ugh. No, you can do everything from the if, console. If, if I wanted something that I would throw away in about thirty minutes, I would have installed Docker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>